for tuning in to the Catch Podcast. Brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle. The best American small business baits you've never heard of. Stocked in a monthly box. Use promo code THECATCH5OFF and save $5 off your first monthly subscription to the Weekend Warrior Box. Here are your hosts, Matt Souders and Brad Hicks. Thanks, nerds and virgins. It's America's champ back with <laughs> That was Kobe Covington. There you go. Where we stole it from. Yep. Greetings, nerds. What's and going nerds. on, brother? Oh, not much. We just uh, got off a call with uh, Mark at Loveland and uh, talking about the fishing expos. So we're gearing up to do that. Yeah, so Brad will be at the Cincinnati Fishing Expo on Saturday, um, helping out in the booth. I may be there. I can't promise anything. Just Why won't because you be there? Work. Oh. I don't know if I can take that Saturday off. Um, so I'm going to try. But we'll see. Um, and then we will both be there Saturday and Sunday with our uh, boats kitted up and my new demo boat. I'll be kitting that up while we're there at the Columbus Expo. So it, the one that uh, Anna's bringing from Bonafide, is that going to be yours to yes. take? That's cool. Yep. It's the PWR um, getting it in camo. So, and she's bringing the front motor plate too. Um, so yeah, we'll be kitting that up while we're there. I've got to order some uh, Marinco plugs because I don't want to use the Andersons again from that yeah. 12 volt, 100 amp hour I've got. That XI3 hasn't started. I haven't used it in like two years. So it'll probably we'll start. I'm sure it will. I'm not worried yeah. about it. It's electronic. If it was like, if it had a motor, I would yeah. be more worried about it. But even then, I had a boat motor that I started like once every five years and it was fine. So, yeah. So, what you're, you're selling the, P127 guys, if you want a P127, Matt has a really good price on it. So get a hold of him oh, if you want it. It's dirt cheap. It's got like five scratches in the bottom of it. Other than that, the thing is mint. Um, How much you I used it for? Fifteen hundred bucks. There you go, guys. Jump yeah, on that. It's a That's three thousand dollar boat. <laughs> so the drive was just serviced uh, beginning of last season, and I didn't use that boat. I don't. I didn't take that boat out. One, well, it got taken out one time because. The Dark Horse Boys, I can't remember who was in my boat, but one of them were in Josh. my boat, Josh, um, pedaling away. And then that's when I serviced it. So that was what, June? No, that was just a few months ago. That was like in the yeah. fall. Yeah. So it got serviced at the end of the season in 2022. And then it got serviced again in fall of this last year after it had been on the water one time. I didn't need to reservice it because it had been used once, but whatever, I did yeah. it anyway. Um, but yeah, fifteen hundred bucks, local pickup. I mean, I'll drive within thirty or so minutes max. Um, but yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. It's hard to pass up. What What's your plans with the PWR? Are you just going to be a lake boat then, or what? That's going to be the lake boat. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it on the river just because to like test it out and show people because it's going to perform fine on the river. I'm not worried about it at all, especially. Yeah. The XI3 can be used in certain stretches in the river and certain rivers if they're deep enough. Like, for instance, like 
any of your real deep rivers, the New River, for example, that's where Bonafide, the team, goes every year. Almost every one of those boats have an XI-3 on them, and they just roll through everything. It's very – I mean, they have to pull it up occasionally, but it's rare. Um, and there's good stretches on our lake that, you know, you don't have to – or our river, sorry, that you can use that the whole time. Yeah, I've done it. I mean, I did floats with mine back in the day with yep. XI-3 on it. It sucked because it's heavy, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but it's it. that's the only drawback is it's heavy, and that's why the RVR is still going to be my riverboat. I love that boat. Um, I have had zero issues with it, and I before everybody says, didn't you flip it? Yeah, I did flip it, but that was my own stupid fault, so it is what it is. Um, but yeah. Holler at your boy if you want a P-127 for 1,500 smackaroonies. I'll even throw in a kayak cushion. There you go. That's that's half the price of the kayak by itself. <laughs> yeah. yeah Dude, but, it's um, ridiculous how much those cost. It's it's crazy. Uh, it is. It's it's cool. I mean, I really like mine, but... It's comfortable, yeah, but they are, it's expensive. They are a little pricey. Really fantastic. I mean, they're great. They're one a great add-on. I kind of put those up there the same with my... Uh, um yet gadget rod stagers but but they are pricey but they're cool big butt big butt that's why i have one <laughs> yeah but yeah um let's see do i have anything else i don't believe so i know we said i know we said we're going to be doing the uh and if you're watching the youtube Bear with me. I'm trying to find better thing with my camera because I'm tired of looking like all the way to my right to like look at it. Is it I'm on a to... uh, is it on a uh, tripod or something? Yeah, it's on a tripod. That'll work better. Um, but so I know we said we were going to do the sports live shows. We still plan on doing it. We didn't do one this week just because me and Brad were both lazy. I'm on vacation this week. Uh, so wow. I have done all of nothing and it's a stay home vacation. I'm just not going to work for the week. Um, cool. kind of, I've been working from home essentially the past couple of days, but that's okay. People uh, call so you been... stupid crap. Not necessarily stupid. It's just questions. I usually am the one to answer. Yeah. Um, but they're like, it's just the week for all those questions to happen. If when I'm there, it never happens, but since I'm not, they're all happening. <laughs> so it is what it is. So yeah. I've just been playing. I dude, I've been playing Madden. I've watched like four movies and I watched, uh, like six hours of, ESPN yesterday. So I was one I was wondering because I, I texted you twice this this week and it was like early in the morning. You usually text back right away and you didn't even text back till like 10 30. I'm like, what the heck's going on? He's not at work. Dude, I've been chugging that NyQuil. I've been <laughs> sleeping longer. Uh, I'm trying to sleep in most days. I mean, I've been getting up around 8 30 or 9 at the latest, which is really good for me because I usually don't sleep past like 5 30. So I'm really enjoying the Sleeping in. Um, Oops. Oh, okay. He wanted but, to come uh, back. He did. He was coming out your butt. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this week, man, I just been, I haven't even really looked at my phone till like 10 o'clock. Like I, yeah. I just set it down on my table next to my couch and I turn the TV on and I kind of get the dogs situated and just chill. Like it's That's been great. Nice. It's been nice. So yeah, you can't, can't really fish right now. We've gotten like, biblical rains and ice and it's it's the weather's been nuts this week 
Oh, it has. It's been, it might believe me. My sign says in my head, no about it too. So, uh, yeah, it's been crazy. I looked out my window today at one point cause I, I was like, I knew it was going to rain, but I thought it was like that misty. We were like in a fog advisory all day till tomorrow. And I looked out my window and it was downpouring. I was like, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So well, I thought about going out to SV this weekend and maybe trying it. So if you're down, uh, oh, yeah. I talked, yeah, I talked to Dustin Stamper and mm-hmm. uh, he sent me pictures cause I, he, he lives or he doesn't live there, but he fishes that, that uh, place a lot. He said uh, a couple months ago, they had it drained. Like they were saying, he sent me pictures, how low it was and stuff like that. Oh, they actually did end up draining and dredging it. Yep. So hmm. it, it is a little lower. I don't know if it's back up yet or not, but I'm going to, I think I'm going to try to go out there this weekend if it's decent enough. Yeah, I'd be definitely I know the river's going to gonna be flooded. The river's going to be washed out, especially with all the ice melting. It's just going to be worse. Um, so, yeah, no, I'd probably be down to go. I don't think I have anything going on Saturday. I don't yeah, think it'd be so. The, it'd be the first time I've been fishing in, I don't know, over a month or so. I was gonna say it's been a month and like two month and a week for me because I went oh yeah yeah so it's been a, it's been a minute I've just been staring at my rods yeah the uh, river's on the rise oh oh yeah you I didn't even need to see that to know it was on the rise that's ridiculous <laughs> and that's going up to what thirty two feet uh, it's projected to go up to twenty eight oh, it's at twenty six okay. right now yeah which I mean, is that's, still fishable but twenty six is fishable twenty eight is dangerous you'll die yeah. Yeah, so I wouldn't don't, go out there. Don't do that unless you Which, want to die. And I don't condone that. So I don't want to go out on the river when when the water's this cold and when the water gets high and muddy like that. I don't even want to go fish the river just because like that's the toughest conditions possible to ca- try to catch a smallmouth. It's yeah, especially when in January we can go to our little uh, money pond and throw jackhammers in January and catch fish. <laughs> Heck yeah, that sounds so. fun, man. Granted, they're largemouth, but whatever. I don't hate. I'm not you. I don't. I don't. I obviously don't like them as much, but I don't hate catching largemouth at the same time. I don't but, hate uh, them. It's just they're just lazy bastards. Well, they 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 can't be. They can't. Yeah, largemouth can definitely be that way. Um, <laughs> I've never caught any. But yeah, southern ones. But so southern ones are different. They got a little yeah. anger in them. It's That's it's it's a different fish. Uh, a lot more enjoyable. But they're still not smallmouth. I don't care what anybody says. I've caught them. They're still not smallmouth. Yeah. So. But yep. all right. So we have another one of our kind of chilled, relaxed episodes where we just answer questions from viewers and listeners. So I'm pumped. And Brad, yeah, actually, these... if you're if you're watching on YouTube, Brad took all the time to type them out so they can come well, on the screen. You, you did this last time we did it, so. I forgot. So I don't remember doing that, but I guess I did. So there we go. <laughs> You're probably high. <laughs> uh, no, I just oh. don't have a good memory. It got blown it up. So we got questions. There's a couple questions from uh, like, like, all right. One person has multiple questions. Some. So there we go. There I was you trying go. to think of how to say it. <laughs> Spit it out. And that one person is probably my mom. Well, her, and then we got a couple from a couple other guys too. So I Dope. actually put 
Barb's questions up first. So we'll just go ahead. Well, there you go. She'll love that. Let's knock it out. Mom, I know you're listening because you listen to every one of her episodes. So thanks for always being a constant supporter of us since we were like children. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for giving Brad money to uh, driving places. Yeah, she gave me a $50 gas card. And be like, yeah, I had no idea that ever happened. So you essentially paid Brad to be my friend, and I'm cool with it. So <laughs> I was like, "What's uh, this for?" She's for driving Matt around. I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> you don't say no, uh, yeah. which was never safe, by the way. Before we get in this first question, because that fifty dollars was probably used in the 1997 Thunderbird that we would do our best when it was even remotely wet or slick to fishtail everywhere we could well so. my, my it was in my first car that i had which was actually your dad's car my before, dad's the bonneville yeah, the bonneville, the bonneville. Or the bonneville. Yeah. 92 bonneville <laughs> supercharged 3.8 that thing scooted it did it was yeah. a nice car until oh. I wrecked it. yeah well it was an even nicer car until my mom ripped the oil pan off there you go mom she went over do you do you remember uh no one else out here this is i don't care we're just gonna talk about it do you remember over by grandpa bill's house uh that giant speed bump uh which which area omer oh yeah over in dayton omer that really big speed bump yeah yeah she went over that like 45 miles an hour (laughs) and then five seconds later i'm in the back and she's like what's going on and the oil pressure shot up (laughs) <laughs> or it shot up and shot down and the motor like started going dude he almost seized the motor oil pans gone yeah it's Dang. crazy so mom good job dad probably still doesn't forget that so there you go uh, <laughs> go ahead and write <laughs> so first question do you have any advice for taking kids fishing um the best advice is just to take them fishing you don't really have to have a rhyme or reason you don't have to have a plan Go somewhere you know there's fish, preferably somewhere you know there's bluegill, mm-hmm. and just get them a cheap rod and reel from Walmart if you don't already have one. Put some bread or a piece of corn or something on the end of it, and just let them catch bluegill all day long. That, or I mean, if you want to go down the river, just take a can of corn with you. Go catch some carp and catfish. Easy to catch oh, on yeah. corn. Easy to catch on corn. And the reason why we're saying corn, catfish, carp, bluegill a lot of people, especially older people, like adults, they get into wanting to fish, especially adults who have never really fished a lot. They fish, they'll go one time. And if they don't smoke them the first time they go, a lot of them will never go again. It's because, and same with kids, like they go, they get bored. There's the instant gratification of catching a fish is not really ever there, especially when me and Brad go. I mean, it might be six hours before we catch a fish. Um, but if you go to like just in this area, Carriage Hill Pond um, mm-hmm. or Carriage Hill Farm. I can't uh, believe you said the name uh, of that place. I, I'll say it. I don't go there. Why would <laughs> I, I? I No. It's yeah, the okay. community Good. hole, I was, man. That's I'll say everyone from 1912 and older knows what that is. So Carriage Hill. Uh-huh. Uh, what's that dam? That Pickle Park. What is what is that dam? Oh, called? Huffman. Hoover? Huffman. Not Hoover, Hoover's giant. Huffman Dam. Uh, there's lots of bluegill in there, and you'll meet 47 cat fishermen and then some dudes in the woods pickle parking it. And uh, <laughs> so that'll happen. But you know, just don't take your kids in the woods and you'll be fine. Uh, I but still can't you know, places I so I I wish we were recording when that happened, just so you could have like called the cops with evidence or something. 
I don't know. Um, oh, it's so gross. But anyway, take them somewhere like that. You know there's bluegill. You know they're going to catch fish. Put some corn on the end of it. Throw it in there and just catch fish all day long. Teach them, you know, don't not to be afraid to hold the fish and let them see the fish. And then it'll slowly start to where they'll want to catch more fish. And then I promise yeah. with today's kids, they'll get on YouTube. They'll see one of the uh, big YouTubers Gugans. catching bass. One of the Googans catching bass or doing something. And then they'll go want to go do that or, you know, stuff like that. So that's what I would say. I need to take my niece and nephew out still. I've been telling them I'm going to take them for two years and I always forget or I have work or I'm lazy. So, or I'm on the river with you. So it's your fault, actually. Um, Can you imagine one of them like hooking into like a 25 inch carp or something? It'd be insane. They'd pull them in. They would love it. Oh, they would love every second of it until like their Spider-Man rod broke or something. So, yeah, but they would love it, especially if they land something that big. Now, the negative with that is they're going to be younger to hope every fish is that big and it's not. And then they're going to get disappointed. So that's why I say bluegill. <laughs> Start on bluegill and that, anything to catch yeah, after that is a plus. That's true. But then you, you teach them that carp are trash fish and we don't care about them. You, 100%. You know, like burn that into their brain. Throw those things yep. on the bank when you catch them. Asian carp, not our natural <laughs> carp. They actually do oh, stuff for ecosystem. No, both of them. I hate, I hate no, both no, of them. No, don't, don't do that. Our small mouth will die. You remember... <laughs> so. You remember that big pile of carp that we saw over by the... Yes, it was disgusting. That was, that was weird. Was like, yeah, there was like 50 walk? carp on the bank, like right next to the parking lot. They were bowed, though. I mean, they were bow fishing because they yeah. all had like holes in them, which they were all Asian carp. So I'm cool with that. That's an invasive species. Kill every single one of them you see. I don't care. I throw them on the bank all the time. If I catch an Asian carp, I promise everyone out there who loves all fish and think they deserve to live, I throw them all on the bank and my DMs are open for me not to argue with you. It'll be just don't don't DM me because I'll hurt your feelings. Yeah, well, so I indulge in the occasional smallmouth dinner. So shut up, Brad. Just shut your mouth. <laughs> I hate you. All right, but yeah, mom, that's your first question. Let's let's rare to the second one. It's a uh, barb again. Hey, barb where's again. the mom again? Where's the river that you most want to fish at? That's on your bucket list. I feel like we've talked about this plenty of times. Susquehanna. Oh yeah. Susky. Yeah. hundred percent. It's the Susky all day long. Like, cause she, I, I, so I saw the question get asked and I was actually with her. I was like, mom, I'm right here. She's like, I know, but you can use it for the show. And then she's like, well, what is it? And I was like, oh, Susquehanna in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That or like the new river. I wouldn't mind going down there and fish certain stretches of that. That'd be really cool. Or the um, place we were talking about up in Wisconsin. That'd be really cool. Was um, dude, so there's I want the Susquehanna, the New River, the James River, the Potomac River, which would be cool because it's tidal. Uh, mm -hmm. Wisconsin River, Mississippi, the northern upper part where the northern guys stretch, go. Yeah. Yep, dude. There's just so many I want to hit. Oh, I know. There's not enough time in the year, not enough money, but I want the to hit them. Snake all. River in Idaho. Snake. Yep, that would be sick. Columbia, uh, whatever. And, uh, Washington, whatever, whatever river Thomas fishes, I want to go there. Oh yeah, uh, he told us too. I just forget. The I know. Which I we know. Won't I say forget. It. I no, even if I do know, it won't say it. But Thomas, DM me because I forget what it's called. I think he uh, said I would love like to go there too. Twelve mile or twenty-two mile river. He said that connects two different bodies of water or something. I believe so. Yeah, I know it's at some portions. It's like a creek. 
but he yeah. catches tanks out of it and brad just farted everyone um oh yeah, but yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna just stop <laughs> muting it so everybody can hear do it because i'm gonna tell them because you make it so like if people watch the youtube they're gonna be like what's brad doing like I you lift your whole care. butt up like i, I don't yeah, i don't yeah. i'm not hiding it uh, i don't i don't care the only person i care to impress anymore is my wife and i fart on her so i don't care so Heck yeah it's a win-win yeah but all right next question this is from chris ferguson how close is your pb to your state's record smallmouth chris ferguson not close. <laughs> I had to look this up. Our state record smallmouth in Ohio is nine pounds, eight ounces, yeah. 23 and a half inches from Lake Erie. And Randy Van Dam caught that in 93. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take my not close back. Now, not my river PB. Oh, well, I guess both our PBs might be close. I mean, we're like four and a half pounds off or three and a half yeah. pounds off. Five to six pounds is what we've got in the river. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sure the biggest one I've ever caught was probably upper four, maybe lower five. I about to say the biggest out of the river I've caught was lower fives. I was, we didn't we didn't weigh it, but there's no way it wasn't. When me and Brad both say that's a five plus pounder, and it was bigger than the ones we knew were like four, four and a half. Um, when I was a younger teenager, preteen, I don't know, uh, six six and a quarter. So I'm kind of close. Up at Lake Erie? Yeah. So okay. I'm kind of close, but I'm not like really close. You know what I mean? That's six uh, pounder nine, though. That's that's a really good fish. It's a tank. It's a tank for sure. But there's nine pounds. Like there's if if me and Brad went up to Erie for two months, I w- I think we could really close to it. Oh yeah. If I mean, I could spend probably like if I was there every day and tried to like dial it in, I'd probably catch a six pounder up there yeah well i think we could catch close i i think the next world record fish is going to come out of Erie. well they said uh i kept coming after the uh all these uh articles on here that kept saying the ohio guy that caught the ontario record this past year 10 pounds Mm -hmm. i was like that's not the ohio record though so it took me a second to try to find it but 10 pound fish out of lake Erie. yeah the next in ontario the next I think the next world record is going to come out of Erie. I'm not saying it's going to be the Ohio side or anything. I'm just saying it will come out of Erie. Um, but no, well, so the what, world record smallmouth now is what, like 13? I thought it was 12 out of Dale Hollow. Uh, let's see. Uh, 11 pounds, 15 ounces. Yeah, so I'm just going to round up to 12. Um, you have to catch a 12-pounder to beat it, I guess, yeah. Which I don't know, dude. Like... Have you ever seen the pictures of it? Yeah, it looks fake. Yeah, I don't. I'm looking at it here. It it's definitely a big fish, but it's probably the guys who were in that walleye tournament's uh, great grandpa. Probably his tungsten. <laughs> yeah. It. yeah, I I just recently heard about them again lately. They're in more legal. Daisy. Yeah, Stacy just asked me there. She said, whatever happened to them? I was like, I don't know. They're probably in jail or something. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But I didn't it, look it up. I'm not surprised. They're sketchy people. It, it had some, something to do with hunting and stuff. They're I'm like, coaching. are you serious? You or, guys are idiots. So from what I've heard, and I didn't really dive into this too much. We did like a little episode on it. But 
that was back with Final Cast, Paddle and Fin. But it is I know that they were going to lose their hunting and fishing licenses, so they may have got caught poaching because they don't have a license. They can never hold one again. Yeah, anywhere in the United poaching States. Poaching deer. What do you know? Because they can't hunt. They're not legally allowed to, because they were stupid and they were, you know, doing hunting without a license and killing deer outside of hunting season in Pennsylvania. What idiots! Pennsylvania is like the worst place ever to break a hunting law. That's, oh, I mean, geez. oh, they're stupid. They're so dumb. Uh, it's just, yep. you know, some people just, they're just dumb. They're just dumb people. They're, you know, they weren't raised right it, overall, whatever. Idiots. Um, all right. I'm not going to get on a soapbox about that. <laughs> Next question. Thanks, Chris, as always. All right. This one's from Adam Pross. Any advice for rod management for fishing for rivers or for fishing rivers? Uh, me and Brad talk about it every single episode almost. And I got a YouTube video on it. And Brad's got a YouTube video on it and they make a display in Brad's only fans. I mean, they're everywhere. Um, the, the yak gadget rod stagers. Yeah. So, so where, where you normally put the rods is where I usually place my, for the all right. All right. (laughs) All righty then. Just picture anyway, that for a second, guys. Please don't. Please don't. Um, yeah, the Yak Gadget Rod Stagers. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Yak Gadget Rod Stagers. Those are the best. If I could have nothing else on my boat, they said you can only bring tackle boxes. You can't bring an actual carrier case. You can't have anything under your seat. You can't bring cup holders. What can? What are you going to bring? Or you can only bring one thing. I'm bringing Yak Gadget Rod Stagers. Uh, yeah, because I can put... Easy. Oh, it makes life a you can get in spots you can't get into when your rods are sticking straight up. B, you don't become a wind sail. C, as long as you use a retention system of some kind, unlike myself, they're fairly stable and safe and they're easy to get to. There's no real turning or anything to get to rods. It's just a bank, 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 and you're done. They're right there at your mm-hmm. fingertips. So, yeah, if you guys want to know more on those, just go to our YouTube channel. Type in Yak Gadget, you'll find the video. Uh, I, I just I have to have those now. I can't have my rods sticking up behind me in a crate. I got to have them laying horizontal because I've gotten stuck in trees in faster moving current, and it's kind of dangerous. And then almost losing a rod where it gets stuck in the tree, and you keep going, and it pulls it right out of the rod holder. Mm-hmm. So, but I've also broken just... rods with my rods laying in my Yak Gadget. You just got to be careful. Which I suggest to point your rod tips back, which is what I've started doing lately. Yeah, I've never broken a rod uh, out of them, but you've also broken your rods on like grass. So I don't know if you're the baseline. I think you your rods are just cursed. They touch your hand and they're like, I'm going to break on this one blade of grass, which I watched happen. Insane. Makes no well, sense. But it happened. Well, like I said, uh, face your rod tips backwards on the kayak. So like, think of it, you're going downstream and you're hitting a lay down or something. Your rod tips mm-hmm. aren't going to be the first thing you break. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I usually have mine pointed backwards minus I'll have one. So I have two pointed backwards and one on top just so I can stagger the reels. Um, but yeah, yeah. Gadget rod stagers, man, is the best thing you could buy hundred percent worth the money. The best kayak accessory ever made ever. I agree. I love it. All right. I like it a lot. 
Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. This is uh, from Thomas Polechny, one of our uh, buddies that we just talked about. Our Canadian friends. We got yep. friends in Canada, peoples. <laughs> uh, other than Shimano and Daiwa, do you do any other rod and reel manufacturer stand out to you? Uh, Bates. Yeah, that's a good one. Bates. Those those are uh, like 100% like solid frame aluminum, aren't they? Yes, those are sick. I really, 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 really want one. Um, yeah, those are just, those are sick. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're on a uh, warehouse now. Mm-hmm. Old Harshyman uses them. Jeff Little uses them. Uh, they cannot say nothing but good things. And if both of them say they're good, then they're good. I don't even need to try them. I know they're good. Um, oh, Jake's a Shimano guy as well, too. So yes, I know. He, which, he's saying it's good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, rod manufacturers. So I don't use Shimano or Daiwa for any of my rods. Douglas rods are some of the best rods I've ever used. Period. Uh, but I have had a new infatuation with Nori's rods. Um, I'm probably going to sell the rest. I have like four megabash rods left. I'm going to sell them and get some Nori's just because those rods are sick. They're, I just want to get some shorter rods. They're not replacing really any of my Douglas rods. They're just different situational rods. Uh, but Nori's, it's a JDM company. Uh, they're awesome. I love them. So I'm going to go a little bit more practical for the reels and stuff. And I'm going to say another, well, it don't, I would stay away from Abu Garcia. I just do not like the reels at all. Spinning and casting, just not a fan. <laughs> I think Lose makes a decent reel at a decent price. Their higher end reels are, they're not as good as Shimano, but. No, I mean, I, had I didn't have a Shimano. TI. If I didn't have a Shimano or a Daiwa, I would probably use Pro TI or something. I had a Pro TI and I didn't like it um, for the amount that reel costs. Now, I didn't pay the full amount. I was the joy of working at Gander Outdoors is I got everything super cheap. But the amount that reel cost, it should not have felt the way it felt. Um, it it uh, I just didn't really like it. Now, I agree with you. Stay away from Abu Garcia unless you're getting a Revo rocket. I like my rocket. I've had a few of the Revo... It, uh, SXs and stuff like that. Or I don't like any of those. Those are yeah. trash to me personally. I just maybe I'm sure there's guys listening that are like, I love them. That's awesome. I can never use them. I don't know. I don't know why I can't. I just never can get around to getting decent with them without really having to try. Um, but the Revo Rocket, I'm about that. That thing slings. It casts now. It can run away. It, it like you have to pay attention, but it will cast things a country mile. And the 10x gear ratio, ah, horse fish out of anything I want. It's awesome. <laughs> Be a good uh, frog. It's a frog. It's reel. it's that's that's what I bought it for. It was a frog reel, and yeah. then I really don't throw frogs up here, so I was like, hmm, I'll throw it on a jig rod. And I I put a heavy jig on it, and I get the bite. I set the hook, and I those fish are back to me in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, I've never touched the rocket, but yeah, oh. I like it. I'm a fan. So, and then for uh, rods, I obviously I use Douglas rods, but I've always liked Dobbins rods, and I, I think I've said that quite a bit on the on the show. I, I think Rod Dobbins makes a good rod. They're not as sensitive as some of the other market or other rods on the market, but they're still like really 
they're they, they feel like they're well made. You know, they're durable. yeah, they're good for. So the I have river. a champion. Yeah, I've got a champion XP, and it's a great rod. Now I'm selling it. Now if somebody's already bought it, so that's not like for sale. Unless he falls through, then sure. But uh, I really, I really liked it. It was a medium spinning rod or a medium, medium heavy. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I used it for like shaky heads, real light shaky heads and a worm rod. It works great. It was, it was sensitive enough to where it was working fine, but it did feel a little bit more heavy duty, a little bit more mm-hmm. robust. Um, I had zero fears of breaking that rod. So that, yeah. I mean, that goes for something and they're, they're good rods too. I like, I don't dislike Dobbins by any means. Yeah. The thing I noticed the, the most about the Dobbins rods was casting a little, Two and two seven five yes. inch Joshi, ah, so far with that that rod, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it loads up great, and then it just chucks the crap out of them. Yep. All right, so the next one is again from Thomas Pelechny. What is the most underrated fishery fishery that you want to visit? Underrated even... fishery. What that this one's kind of tough because underrated meaning not many people talk about it. Right. Uh, yeah, and I will say where the shoal bass are, wherever that is in Georgia. Oh, um, the uh, Flint River. Flint. Maybe. I. It's. I think it's the Flint. It's whatever Drew always talks about where they're at. Um, not a lot of people talk about that, like at all. And I personally think it would be really awesome to uh, to go there and visit that. That would be sick, and I, I yeah. it's just underrated. Yeah that that would be a good one to fish. I I know a lot of people talk about it, but yeah, it is the Flint River shoal bass. Yep. So that would be sick. I just can't think of what it is. Uh, I'm trying to uh, think of what the name of it is. Why can't um, I think? I couldn't tell you. Uh, maybe. It's going ah, to bug me. I know what you're talking about. I, I want to say, doesn't it start with an S? <laughs> I don't remember. I've got uh, it saved in my... I think I have it saved. Savannah River? Mm. Chattahoochee. No. Chattahoochee. Oh, I don't know, dude. It's like right there on the tip of my tongue too. I just can't think of what it is. It Gross. I is uh Chris Funk. I think Chris Funk fishes it. This is gonna bother me. <laughs> this is gonna bother me. Savannah. I said Savannah River, but I couldn't I don't and it just don't seem right. I don't know, dude. It doesn't it's either. Whatever. Eh, whatever the other river that other one but yeah the flint definitely i would love to go catch some sholies that would be sick um but yeah that would be the underrated river i would i would want to go to i wouldn't i don't know really where else is underrated probably where you fish thomas that's underrated and you catch tanks all the time (laughs) yeah anywhere in canada uh yeah what about a i'm thinking of like a lake or something that's underrated this is I the know tough a couple, one. but I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna say their name. <laughs> Even a lake? Yeah, there's two in Ohio that I know have 10 pound largemouth in. I'm not saying where they're at. No one knows oh. they're there. 
DNR uh, uses them as uh, as test ponds that you're test lakes that you're allowed to go fish. They're like barely bigger than a pond, but they're a lake and they've shocked 10 and a half pound largemouth out of it. And I'm not saying nothing. I don't know. I, I would, I've always wanted to go up to Champlain. I mean, I know Bassmaster goes that's up not, there, but not yeah, to say that's not underrated. About it. I mean, they talk about it a lot every year. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not like people are like, Oh, I really want to go to Champlain. Not yeah, like, I mean, I, I get, mean, yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, I guess I could see that. Like, it's not super talked about. But yeah. then if you go there, the people are there are like, everyone knows about Champlain. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. One place I know of in Ohio that the lake name has a word out of it from a video game from the 90s uh, where I killed countless people when I'm not supposed to. It had nothing to do with the video game, but I did it anyway. Uh, it has 10 and a half pounders in it and no one ever goes there except for the people who live around it in the DNR. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I know another good one. Smith mountain Lake. I think that's Virginia. Yeah. That's, that's fairly underrated. I've heard of it, Small but I don't, I'm, you, you don't hear about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be cool to go to too. I heard that's a pretty, pretty, uh, good smallmouth fishery from some people. I do. That's sounds awesome. <laughs> uh so we got next, next. chris nope. click. oh i didn't know you were doing it i was just taking some of the pressure off you just helping but if you want to do it we'll go from there you just do it whatever all right uh, <laughs> do we really need flora leaders with a braid for finesse this is this is it's a debatable question do yeah. we really need them no i don't think so I will continue to throw leaders on my fin- on my braid, though. Chris is kind of going through his uh, process right now because I've been talking to him about this, and he's like, "I do not like using leaders; they keep breaking breaking off and stuff." And I know he got a gauzy recently, and he's been tying different leaders and trying different things. It keeps breaking off on him, but I don't know, dude. I I I like leaders. Like if I'm, I'm using fan. braid, I gotta have a leader because I think fish are line shy. They'll yep. see that braid. Hundred percent. I so here's there's this is the, like I said this debate. There's the two sides of the camp. There's the nose because n- they don't believe line diameter and line shy is a thing with fish, and then there's the side of the camp that I am personally on. I believe fish can get line shy. I believe they can see. I believe they can tell when there's not a especially finesse. I believe they can tell there's nothing there now. If the fish are like in prey mode or predator mode and they're eating everything, could do I think I can get away with a Ned rig in the middle of July on bright green Agassi? I do. 100% I think something will bite it. Yeah. Do I think I'll get away with that right now? No. 100% I don't think that they will because they're not really in predator, like prey drive mode a lot right now. I think you have to hit them more finesse. There's a reason why you go out with a four inch swim bait and I go out with a two and a half inch swim bait on a smaller head and a lighter weight. And I'll catch a fish before you will possibly. I mean, there's a reason why, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I like, I like having my leaders. I will not throw a finesse bait style without a leader. So I, uh, I used to use straight braid because 
back in the day when Big Joshies first came out, that's what they suggested was 15-pound power probe braid straight. And I can tell you that when I switched from straight braid to a fluoro leader, I saw an uptick in bites. It's not in my head. I'm telling you, it happened. Because that year, I caught way more fish than I did the year before. And I'm gar- I, I think guarantee the only it's reason- because of the line. Oh, also, hey, congratulations, Brad, for winning the Big Joshy competition, you dirtbag. Yeah! <laughs> so you're Everybody getting the one off color. It. Yeah. I'm, I love how when they, like, showed it, it's your name, and then my name's right underneath it as the person you tagged. <laughs> uh, but the only reason I can think they recommend 15-pound braid is because the hook set you have to do, because it's not like a gentle hook set. It's not a sweeping hook set. It's you got to drive the hook in their mouth. So they probably just didn't want people to be breaking off a ton, but just use the right braid or the right fluoro. I use straight fluoro for my Joshi rod. I don't use any braid. There's no braid on oh, it, okay. period. It is, oh. It's 12-pound Sunline uh, uh, FC sniper. It's 12-pound sniper. You throw... 12 pound on a spinning rod yep huh. all day long fine it, it don't never had it don't unravel off the reel oh no. that's weird i know uh Chris I've, thrown 20, told me the I've thrown 20 pound off it oh chris yak told me the same no. thing he's like yeah i did not like fluoro on spinning i'm like i i don't either oh i can reason. chuck the crap out of it um uh my top know- water rod used to be spinning and it was 20 pound mono yeah well, just I was gonna say, Justin, I think still uses a mono on his net rigs. It's yeah, I, I mean, I've used I have not a little I have mono on my uh, Z-Man net rod. Works fine. Yeah, you'll say I throw I throw fluoro and straight fluoro, straight mono. Now braid comes off it better, and you yeah. can get more on it. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm not making a 90 yard cast with a Joshi. So, I mean, I mean people used it. to fish mono up until what the 80s. Yeah, spinning reels used to be ginormous, though. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's they're, they were not the size they are now, like they weren't like the average. I think the average size now is 2500s. I like to throw 2000s, I like them being a little bit smaller. Dude, the average size back in the day was like 3500 and 4Ks, like they were mm-hmm. monstrous reels. That yeah. thing's weighed a pound and a half. So that that's a little different, but yeah, I've never had any issue. Um, now, if I'm putting fluoro on a spinning rod, I will boil it. I will take the fluoro on the spool and I will put it in boiling water—not boiling, but really close hot yeah. water huh. for like 30 seconds, and then pull it out and let it dry. And it memorizes that spool and it won't want to fly off. Oh, that's cool. That's a good idea. Yep, that's what I do. All right, we got another one from Chris Yalk. He says, can the polymer not be used on braid and fluoro? What is the best knot for both? So I, I don't like not? Yeah, I don't like the polymer knot on fluoro. Just because like it's hard to like double the line over and then stick it through the eyelet. But with braid, that's the only knot I will use is the polymer knot. You know what the only knot is I'll use, Brad? Polymer knot. Polymer knot on yeah. both. Fluoro it's braid. Just... So it when does you not use matter. It on, when you use it on fluoro, do you go through the eyelet once and then come back through and then make your loop? Yeah. Okay, so you don't double that's the line I, over first and then go through no, the eyelet. No, that's how I've always done it. I never double the line because it puts crease in the other end of the line. It's that's why I never did it. 
I never do that. So I'll put the lot, the eyelet through and I can do it. I mean, you've watched me tie in the water. I can usually get something tied on in like 15 seconds. Yeah. It's bam, bam, get it, get the length. I always give myself a little bit extra length of fluoro just because it can be a pain to get the knot going. Um, cause floor is a little stiffer than braid, obviously. So it doesn't want to fold over on itself and do all that fun stuff. But yeah, I mean, I use my swim bait rods, polymer knot, and that's 20 pound fluorocarbon. Yeah. I, I like the polymer knot with braid, like I said, but when I'm using fluoro, I use the, uh, improved clinch knot. Good knot too. I mean, if yeah. you can't go wrong with it, I have just, I've never personally ever, I've never had a polymer knot fail. It's a good knot. Like I've never, and I'm not saying like in the last two years, I have, whenever I started tying it and got good at tying it, I have never, ever, ever had a polymer knot slip. Yeah. I don't think I have either. It, yeah. I'll just break the line. Like it, it's, if I get something stuck, for example, stuck good enough, I know I'm having to cut my line or snap it because yep. it's not my, my knot will never come undone ever. So, uh, which is dope. I love the polymer knot. It's the best knot you could ever tie. Same with braid to fluoro. The best connection knot. A lot of guys like the double uni. A lot of guys like the uni. The crazy Alberto knot is the best leader line knot you could tie. A lot of people will argue with that and say the FG knot's better, but they're that stupid. Was, that's a pain in the butt to tie. <laughs> it's a pain in the butt to tie. So it, it can't be the best ever because it's hands. a pain. Yeah. <laughs> It's a pain. If it the second something becomes a pain in the butt to tie, it's not the best knot ever. The Alberto, it's a pain in the butt to tie when you first do it because you have to like, especially if you're using like, uh, like my Nedrig rod is twenty pound Agassi or no, yeah, twenty pound Agassi to ten pound or eight pound shooter. So mm -hmm. it's super tiny line diameter. If I would do that right now and never knew how to do it, it would probably be a little difficult. But now that I've done it for so long, dude, I can do that in my boat going down fast water and I can just yeah. pay attention and I can paddle with my elbows and still do it. You just have to pay attention to what you're doing. I can get them tied in 20 seconds. I mean, it's not hard. You wrap it 10 times, yeah. wrap it 10 times back, you zip them close and you put some, you know, lip lube on them and call it a day. Yeah. I like that. Not for my leaders. Um, I was going to say something about it, but I completely blanked on it. Oh, it happens. Oh, oh if uh, match your line diameters when you're using oh, a yeah. blade, braid to fluoro, because if you use something that's bigger or smaller, that uh, leader is going to slip, especially if you're using a Gazi. I know we've mm -hmm. talked to a lot of people that's said that they've had issues about line slipping. Ryan Dahl told somebody to add a couple more overhand knots after yep. you tie the Alberto knot, and it, I've done that, and it helps. Yeah, if your line diameter is not exactly matched up, the overhand knots make the world difference. The best thing you can do, and this is if like prep time, like if you have to tie it on the water, do the overhand knots because it's faster and you don't have to worry about anything, or tie it far enough away to where you're not bringing that knot up into the rod at all. Yeah, uh, I have the little nail polish fish uh, fisherman's glue. So I'll tie the knot. If I know my diameters are way off, I'll tie the knot real good and get it to where it's it like I can't see it slipping, but I know if I really pressed it, it'd probably slip. And I get that fisherman's glue and I use the nail polish applicator and I just go around a couple times. 
and I let it sit out in the wind, I just do like this and try to like good. let it air dry. And then that knot will never go. I've never had, I've had one liter slip in the last year, but that's because I rushed the knot. I wasn't really like, I literally, I was on fish. I was, ca I caught like three fish at the same spot and I was like, dude, there's more fish. And there was more fish, but I only did five wraps instead of my normal 10 and the, it slipped and my diameters were off and I just didn't take the time. I was super yeah. pissed off, but there was another fish. I set the hook on the fish. He ran. And then I watched my, I watched my leader line. Just <laughs> do so, that. This in the wind. <laughs> oh, dude, it was, dude. I was so mad. Like I yeah. was, I was sitting there like, cause it was the biggest fish of like the five I caught or the four I caught right there. I was like, dude, that felt way bigger than everything else. And then in my line, just. And I was like, yeah. I'm just going to drown right my, I'm going to drown myself right now. This is stupid. <laughs> I was so mad. All right. Last one from Chris Yauk. He says, what is the best way to sharpen hooks, replace them or do it yourself? Are you, I, I'm guessing he's talking like EWGs or Neds and stuff like that. I don't um, know, but I'm not, I'm not sharpening them myself. I'm just going to replace them. Screw that. Yeah. 100%. I will. I just, I don't, I don't sharpen them myself. Um, I've never been a sharpen myself guy. That doesn't mean. Lazy. Yeah, that I'm just lazy. It's not that you can't do it. It's actually relatively easy to do it. I just don't. It don't seem don't. like it's fun. I don't know. Well, not necessarily fun. It does. I'm, the ease of availability to get everything. And this is before we had Z man and before, like before me and Brad had connections where we got stuff and I just had to go to like Dick's or I could just go to get something. Yeah. I could buy a sharpener, a good sharpener or buy, you know, a, a sharpening kit for 75 bucks and then I've got it. Right. Or I can, um, just go to like, Dick Sporting Goods, a pack of hooks. If I don't lose them, they don't get dull enough to where I'm not going to catch fish on them in a year. And I'll spend six dollars for Ned rigs. And let's say they last me six bucks or six months. That's twelve dollars a year. I my I'm willing to pay that. That's my time's worth twelve dollars instead of me sitting down and sharpening all my hooks and using the same yeah. ones I bought ten years ago. That's just me. There's some guys who love to you know do that stuff. I'm just not that guy. That and your fingers will thank you because I'm sure if you do it. Like you're messing with hooks while we're doing a podcast, you're going to get stuck 50 times. 100%. Yep. I, I do that all the time. That's why I have no tackle in the new room because I will play with the hooks and I will get stuck. So I've done that before too, but I'm going to let you an answer this next one because you're a seasoned veteran. What swim bait do you recommend to start with? Start out with as a beginner new to the swim bait game. Um, MD kayak angler on YouTube. Do you want to join in swim bait or do you want to glide bait or do you want a soft body bait? It kind of depends. Uh, the best swim bait I think that's out right now to start with is the six cents uh, trace. That is the best swim bait to start with. Get the fast sinking, not the slow sinking, not the floating. Get the fast Bradford, get the fast sinking one uh, just because you can swim that a little bit quicker. You don't have to worry about blowing it out too much as long as you're not like really burning it back and you can just get used to it. And then when you go to glide baits, the best thing to do with the glide bait is to get one that's cheap and like cheap, but good. So like 
any glide bait from a reputable manufacturer and do some research, but any glide bait between 15 and a hundred bucks, or you, you can get some good glide baits from like six cents now for like 30, um, throw those and get used to glide baits, soft body swim baits, get a mega bass, uh, uh, mag draft, throw a mag draft, get a five inch mag draft. That's a big soft body glide bait or swim bait. There's, there's a lot of options out there, but if you had to pick three soft bodies, mag draft, hard body jointed trace and then get a cheaper glide bait that you can get used to working the action of it. And then you can start going to really nice stuff. Don't buy really expensive swim baits. Cause a, if you lose one, you'll be really ticked off and B it's not a bait. Like once you go down the rabbit hole, you'll catch one fish on it and you'll be like, that's all I want to catch fish on. Then you can buy all the expensive ones, but catch your first fish and see if it's like worth it to you. Cause it's a very expensive hole. All right. Next question we have here uh, is from Bryce Clendenning on Instagram. He says, favorite ice out bait for clear water or for high muddy water. I had to ask him what he meant by this. So he said, so late winter when the water is cold right after the ice melts, what is your go-to bait for clear water in the same situation? What would you throw in muddy water? So late winter when the water's, you know, de-thawing, what would you throw? I'm probably still Late. throwing the same things that I'm throwing all winter long. I'm throwing the jerk bait. I'm throwing the Ned rig and I'm probably going to have a swim bait on of some sort, whether it be a Kitek or a big Joshi or something like that. Late winter, it's going to be small swim bait. So like a Joshi, mm-hmm. um, Ned rig. I mean, I don't care if it's muddy or, well, this is just late winter. So uh, yeah, Ned rig, I'll throw that. Um, finesse jig. I love throwing finesse jigs late winter, like really tiny finesse jigs, just because I feel like it's a more fun bite. Um, and then high muddy water, like is that just any time of the year? High muddy water? No, dur- during the same time, like during the same time. Out. Yeah, late winter. It's like I clear said a little water. bit ago. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, Cold. clear water. It's it's Joshies or. Ned rigs, high muddy water, uh, Minimax maybe, or a, a finesse spinner bait, like something small at the end yeah. of winter. I don't think full size spinner baits. I mean, sometimes they'll get bit, but I don't think they will. Um, I know Josh Shrinko throws his spinner bait all winter long. He just, you know, drags it real slow on the bottom and gets hit. That's why I always have one tied on. I just, you know, I throw it, but I don't have much luck. Yeah, I just. I just don't think the full sizers will get bit personally. Doesn't mean anything, but um, yeah, I would say uh, yeah. I'm, I'm finesse spinner bait, mini max, maybe. Um, yeah, that's a tough question because, like you said, I mean, high muddy water in the winter. I'm going to a pond that has largemouth in it that I know they're going to eat. <laughs> jackhammers in january it's just it, it just is what it is a lot of times if the muddy's if the water's high and muddy and the water's freezing like it is here it's almost not worth trying to go after smallmouth because now i have to think about if the if the water's high and muddy the water's probably moving a little bit faster there's going to be extra things in the water you got to find those great. specific spots too to where they're out of gotta, current it's deep exactly you have to no. find the spots 
Some of those spots that you're going to find them are in sketchy spots to get to. And just because I have a dry suit does not mean I enjoy using making it work. I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> uh, I can go to a lake and I can sit my fat butt down and throw jackhammers all day and catch 15 fish. Yeah. So mm, I don't know. I'm not a hot late. I'm not a winter high muddy water guy. Yeah. Like if it's like 50 degrees outside. Yeah, I'll go. I don't care. Yeah. But if it's like late winter, like last week, let's say we didn't get a freeze out, but it rained and the mud, the water's muddy. And Brad texted me and said, Hey, you want to go fish? I'd say, Hey, no, I'm going to not do that. So late winter, I'm that. thinking like February though. If it's warmer, middle I mean, or end of February, middle to end of February. Yeah. Right. Before I'll go out there throwing a jackhammer. Our yeah. fish will start eating middle end of February. I'll go out there and throw jackhammers. High muddy water. If it's if it's not cold enough to where I'm gonna die just from like breathing, yeah, I'll go out there. I don't care. We are only a month away from that time. Isn't that crazy? I know already. We got one more cold snap and winter here, and then we're we're out of it. It'll be in the six. Yeah, I, let's go. Here, let's mark it down. I think by the second week of February, the highs will be in the sixties. That would be nice. I think it will be. Which I mean, if we get highs in the upper 40s, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, I can do that too. But um, next question. All right. Yeah, next question. Uh, this is this from our buddy Zach Smith. Yeah. Here we go, Smitty. What's up, Zach? It's from Smitty. It has (laughs) been a while. Um. I was driving down the road and uh, somebody passed me in their van full of kids. Guy was hanging out of the window, screaming at me. Like literally half of his body, he was going. I looked over. I was like, that's Zach Smith. What's up? Was it really? It was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Zach. He's the best. Yeah. Um, So he says, what's the best pole rod and lure slash tackle setup for starting your kid off? Which we kind of already talked about this. Mid-tier money. Yeah. Mid-tier. I So, so his, his kids to, are what? How old is his oldest? Probably six or seven or something? I think they're a little older than that. Yeah, I don't know. But Zach, if, if don't take offense old, to this. I don't know how old little, my god kids are. So, but yeah, I mean, you can spend a little extra sp- money. Yeah, that's I would idea. say find them a combo that's 50 bucks spinning unless you really want to get them on bait casters and you're comfortable with bait casters uh find them like a 50 dollar combo 30 to 50 bucks i got a good one tackle what the fluger president combo i already knew you were to say that uh they go they go like 70 or 80 bucks though which i mean that's not bad i know i know it's not bad but mid-tier for like now i know this like zach's fine with that but I always hate the, this is a whole tangent and I hate just seeing mid tier like your, Oh, what's your entry level? And then your mid tier and then your, uh, X, Y, Z or your high tier. Okay. Well, if people know me, my high tier is like a thousand dollar combo. That's not everyone's yeah. high tier. Some people's high tiers are $300 combo, me. but mid tier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was your high tier until you started getting an MGO. Um, so mid-tier, this is what I'm going to put mid-tier pricing. Mid-tier pricing is 70 to 150 bucks. That's pretty good mid-tier pricing to me for every for normal people who don't fish like we do. 
the Fluger president spinning combo is like the best combo you could ever buy because that reel is going to outlast your kids and their kids and their kids as long as it's taken care of. Uh, get some EWG, like two ot hooks. Get some Senkos. Mm. Get some weights. Yep. You don't even really need the weights. Do a wacky eighth, rig. Eighth ounce. Yep. I'm going to say do a wacky rig and you can use EWG for wacky rigs. I know people do it all the time. And then get like go to Walmart and find their dollar crankbaits from Strike King and buy two or three strike or crankbaits. That does it right there. That, yep. That's the that's the best like entry level kind of mid tier spending maybe a hundred bucks on everything, and they're good. And then line get some better line than what'll come on the well the Flugers I don't think come with any line anymore. Uh-uh. So get some uh, just get some mono. Get some twelve pound mono. Berkeley trialing extra tough. Yep. I always use eight pound. Actually, I mean the Sunline uh supernatural is not it's it's around the same price and it's better line. Hard harder to find. Yeah. But yeah, so if you just my, want something you can get all got mine on Amazon. Well, everyone uses Amazon now, so yeah. I mean the Sunline uh super mono. Stuff's yeah. awesome for mono, and it's not. I think it's only like two or three dollars more for the same spool. I think the spools are a little smaller, though. Um, I don't remember. Actually, no, I don't. I don't think they are. I think they're about the same. But yeah, I get think that. I got six hundred yards for like, like fifteen bucks, ninety nine. Yeah, so ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, get that stuff. You'll spend a hundred dollars, and then most of it with kids. It's like we said at the beginning of the show. It's just taking the time to do it and doing it to where they're catching. If you want them to catch bass, get some Senkos, put it on a wacky rig, go to where you know bass are, throw the lure. If you just want them to fish and get into fishing, corn, bluegill, carp, catfish, go have fun. Go to Delco Park in Kettering. There's tons of little bullhead catfish in there, and they eat everything. They're a hot dog in the end of the thing, and just let them go to work. Dude, so. if he really wants to know some spots that he could take his kids, we got spots. I could tell him, but oh, one hundred percent, yeah, Zach, text text me. I'll tell you. I, I'll tell you all my spots. I trust you enough not to tell anybody. So I, I grew up on spinner baits and crank baits. That was my two things. So that's a good uh, good suggestion. And the wacky rig cinco. You're anybody can catch a fish on it. So that's yep. a good one. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, uh, there we go. What's one tip that people could do to get more bass? Fish more. This is from Matt Good. Yeah, Matt Good, YouTuber. Fantastic. Uh, I want to say shows, but they aren't shows. Fantastic videos on YouTube. I um, um, I tried to put the rest of his quote in here, but it wouldn't let me because there was a, a character limit. He, oh. he said, for years, all I did was chuck and wind with moving baits like crankbaits, spinnerbaits, paddle tails, etc. Once I learned to throw some twitches in there, every once in a while, my catches increased a ton. So I guess it depends. Like if I had one tip to catch more bass is to fish more. That's the one tip. Go out 100%, more, dude. More yeah, time on the water. Go, if you go on the water more. You will learn like the twitches you're talking about. If you go out there and you're throwing the crankbait or, you know, something around nonstop, not getting anything. And then you change the cadence up and then you start getting hit. Well, you took the time to go in the water and learn that. Now, if it's like crankbaits 
yeah, change your cadences up. Um, soft plastics, change your presentations up. Jigs, change your sizes up and your colors up. If it brown ain't catching on black well, black ain't catching on brown well. Um, jerk baits, change your pauses and your jerks. Swim baits, change your size, change your profile. Uh, Ned rigs, don't change anything. Just keep throwing it. Something will eat it. Um, <laughs> the wrong <laughs> way to fish that. Really? No, there's not like a wacky rig. Um, spinner baits, change your colors, change your blade sizes, change your blade profiles, change your blade shapes. Um, I mean, there's tips for all of it, but the one tip over anything is to go fish more, go fish yeah. more. You'll learn the water. You'll catch more fish. And I can relate to that because like I mentioned earlier from going big Joshy straight braid to fluoro, I caught more fish, but then there was a period of time. Where I was a weekend warrior, maybe fished once a week back then. Hit 2019, I started fishing way more, two, three days a week. That's when I saw my catches go, you know, up and up and up, getting better and better. It's because I'm spending more mm -hmm. time on the water. I know what the fish are doing. I know where they're at all times of the year. Once you get that uh, figured out, it's, it's almost like you, you'll be – you won't be skunked as much. You'll, you'll get skunked every now and then. Like I, I, this year I probably only skunked maybe once or twice out of all the days I went fishing. Yeah. I say of everything, every day I went fishing this year, I can remember getting skunked. I can remember one time. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I really don't think I was skunked more than that one time. And that one time I was on the water for like an hour and a half. Then I had to leave. Mm -hmm. And it was at super Kaiser Lake. I hope that lake gets sucked in a tornado. Um, well, I can remember another time, but I that was at the up north. But that's because I was having a bad day and I didn't eat my oh, lunch yeah. and I was cranky. But that's my own fault. But at like times I actually went out and focused on fishing and didn't like lose my head, which was really only that one time I didn't get skunked. And I went out a ton this year. So just be on the water more. You'll learn you'll learn stuff that no book will teach you how the yeah. what the fish want. So yeah, Matt already knows that answer for sure. He's a uh seasoned fisherman himself so oh yeah i appreciate the question though helps other people learn all right yep next one i have no idea what this one shannon Go baber ahead. this is my buddy brandon his name is shannon um best lure when it comes to ice fishing for walleye I don't know, man. Comment on the video because you knew I wouldn't know this question because I don't do it. And he's always asked, why don't you go ice fishing, Matt? And I said, why would I do that? It's cold and that's stupid. Uh, uh, dude, it's not I for would me. Love, I would love to try ice fishing, especially in like a shanty or something. Text Brandon Baber. Dude, he's all about it. I'll give you just Instagram. He will just tell him Matt said to call you Shannon and you want to go ice fishing and he'll say, okay, you'll go up to <laughs> Michigan where he lives. He lives on Hooten Lake and it's ice and he'll take you out and you'll catch all these great fish sitting in a pop-up hut when it's 12 degrees outside. And that just sounds terrible to me. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't I, like I that. Try it. Like some of these shanties though, it's like, it's like hot inside of them. So it's like, whatever. I know, but then I got to go back out in the cold to leave. It's yeah. Stupid. After you're, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just don't want to do that. I don't like being cold. Baber knows that, but he also knew I wouldn't know the question to this. Uh, the best lure when it hears something for you, baby. If you're listening, the best lure for walleye ice fishing, 
is those little yellow packages uh, north. Uh, oh, what's it called? North. Uh, it's a fishing company. It's north and they have a ton of different jigs. And you knew when I ran the fishing department, I hated them because we had 4,000 different styles and I hated putting them up. Those are the ones that are probably the best because I mm. hate them just like Smithwick's. So I was going to say, I don't know much about it, but I, I was going to say like a jig head tipped with a minnow or something stupid. I don't know. I, I mean, that's, that's essentially all it is. It's a round ball jig with an eyeball that's pink and you get some, uh, I can't remember what those other little tiny swim baits are. It's a green and red packaging. Everyone loves them for carp uh, or not carp, but crappie. Um, uh, Bobby Garland. Bobby Garland, get some big Bobby Garlands, put it on a ball head that has an eyeball and it's pink and go to town. I'm sure you'll catch one. Um, oh, man. And crappie. Yeah, and crappie. Next one. This one's for Brad. Oh, what's, uh, what's your, your guys' typical fluke cadence? Bronzeback Billy. On Instagram. Um, I don't know, Brad. You answered this. You had way more luck with the fluke this year than I did. Yeah, I feel like I've talked about this quite a bit, but I mean, I'll, I'll cast it out there. Matt likes to fish his deeper, like he said, but mm -hmm. I, I do both. It depends what I'm using, but usually I'll, I'll cast it out there, wait a second, and I'll twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, pause, twitch, twitch, pause. I There's really no real cadence to it other than the twitch, twitch, pause, twitch. Like sometimes in between cadences – I'll do it real quick, you know. I mean, there won't even be like their millisecond pause, you know what I mean? Twitch, twitch, mm -hmm. pause, twitch, pause, twitch, 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 pause, twitch. It'd be that quick sometimes. Yeah, about to say. So I like fishing mine deeper. I don't like when they're like right on the surface. And it's mostly because I fish my flukes just like I fish my jerk baits, which I shouldn't because it's a different bait, same style, but different. Uh, so I, I end up blowing the bait out a lot. And I just, I don't know. I just, uh, it's the flukes probably the ones, the one technique that I struggle with the most, but I always fish it on a weighted hook a little bit deeper. And then it's twitch, twitch, pause. And I usually with a fluke, I'll count to like three or f three to five seconds, twitch, twitch, pause. And I do the same thing with my jerk baits, twitch, twitch, pause. And then it's a two second thing. And then a twitch, 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 twitch. And then I'll let yeah. it kill it. I probably fish it too fast sometimes or not fast enough at the same time, or it's too regimented cadence. Uh, it's not real sporadic. Yeah. Like it probably should be, especially in the summertime because the fish is trying to look at something that's kind of frantic. If it's like real sporadic, what it's doing, they're probably just not interested in it. But yeah, it's something I got to improve on. It's kind of why I fish it like that in the summertime because the I feel like the fish are down on the bottom looking up. So it's like a subsurface thing. And a lot of times, they hit it like top water the way I'm fishing it, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And you, you can see it on some of the YouTube videos. Cause I'll be like, Oh, that was awesome. He hit it. Like it was on top water, which. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen that happen. So. I'm um, it. I just need to work on that more. And that's what I'll be doing next year. I just need to work on it more. Yeah. That. that once, once the spawn's done, that's going to be something that's going to be tied on. Well, I'll probably throw it pre-spawn too but oh that bites us that's so much fun <laughs> all right uh we got the last last question from sam cox on instagram are you guys planning on making any out-of-state river trips in 2024 there's plans we'll see if we do them but there's definitely plans 
Um, I, I was actually going to uh, message you, uh, Justin, Chris, a couple other guys, and see if we wanted to start planning that soon. But definitely Susquehanna first. Yes. And we yes. keep saying it every year that we're going to go over to Indiana and fish with Nick. But the last two years, it just yes. doesn't happen. We're going back over happen. to Indiana because the White River is fun. Yep. So it'd be my first time on it. Um, but yeah, so the White River and the Susky are almost guarantees this year. There are some other things in the works to where we might be going to either Michigan Mich or Wisconsin or something. Yeah, I was going to say Michigan um, probably. Yep. So, yes, we do have some out-of-state plans this year. Uh, just got to hope all the dominoes fall into effect or fall into place so we can do them all. Uh, yeah, we need to make a group chat, though, like ASAP. And get ASAP talking. Rocky? Yes. He's my favorite artist. Right. He's dope, dude. Okay. I don't know. I've never heard He's of him. He's their own, I guess. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean. Not for me, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, we got some out of state trips. So, gosh, I love these episodes. I was literally just thinking that they're just so chill. I don't really have to pay attention or use my brain. It's awesome. I love it. Yep, it is fun. But all good things must come to end. So I'm gonna go because yeah, I'm gonna go play Assassin's Creed Mirage. I'm gonna go play Hell Let Loose. And get PTSD from World War II. Heck yeah. That game's insane. That game is insane. I heard it was crazy. Oh, man. Dude, I love it. So we had... This has nothing to do with anything, but... Is me it crossplay? Yeah. It's oh, on the Xbox Game Pass right now. Yeah, I know. Maybe I yeah. should download it and play it with uh, you guys. So that's what I'm getting at. Me and Cam play a lot. Um, we had our buddy Tyler jump in, and he lasted about five minutes in the game and then uninstalled it. So I'd, I wow. tell everyone when they're starting it, Hell Let Loose is a World War II running and death simulator that you sometimes get to kill some people in. There's 50 players on each team. The yeah. maps are ginormous to where, like, if you ran all the way to one edge of the map and just, like, hit out, you would never see a guy the whole... And the game's going to be anywhere from 20 minutes to three hours. Huh. Like, they can be really, really long games. Like, me and Cam play two games a night, and we'll get on till 7 and play till 11. Hmm. Like some nights we'll play like four time. or five of the games, are, I, but it takes some time. Um, but yeah, I'm probably gonna either play Hell Let Loose or play some Madden. I don't know yet. We'll see what happens. Well, there you go. Thanks for uh, submitting your questions, guys. I'm sure we'll do this here again in the near future. So if you have a question, send it to our email or Instagram, and we'll save it for the next one. Yep, appreciate everything. Uh, if you have questions about anything, regardless, give us a holler. I've been answering questions in my... Sorry, if you Instagram message me, like there's guys, they sent me messages like at the beginning of the month. I don't always check them, uh, so I kind of suck. But I promise I will check them. Brad farted. He still farted. I promise I will check them and I will get back with you. So, uh, but yeah, appreciate it. Everyone have a good week. Peace out. See you, nerds and virgins.